Good morning. Welcome to 7 News. A meeting between the leaders of North Korea and Russia is sparking concern about a potential arms deal for Moscow's war in Ukraine. Let's go live to US correspondent Tim Lester. Good morning, Tim. America and its allies will be closely watching what happens. Good morning, Jody. Yes, the US is aggressively interested in this. In fact, it was US intelligence a week ago that first gave us the idea that the reclusive North Korean leader Kim Jong-un might travel to meet Vladimir Putin. Incentive? Well, uh, likely Vladimir Putin wants more ammunition uh, and arms to fight the war in Ukraine so he can go on holding the line there against the Ukrainian attacks. Uh, and the North Koreans have large stockpiles, we know, of Russian ammunition and artillery. Are they trying to talk a deal? Well, neither side is saying. Both state medias in Russia and North Korea have confirmed that Kim Jong-un is making his first foreign trip in four years to Russia. Uh, how, we don't know, though apparently uh, it's believed he will take his train, uh, likely may have already left and be making the um, roughly 1,000 kilometre journey perhaps to the eastern Russian city of Vladivostok, where we know Vladimir Putin uh, is attending a, a conference of sorts there over the next couple of days. So the two leaders likely to meet. The details of those talks are not yet in the open and may never be, frankly. Uh, but there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of speculation that this is about Vladimir Putin bolstering his stocks to continue to fight a long-term conflict in Ukraine. Jody. OK, Tim Lester in the US, thank you. A tragic update from the disaster zone in Morocco. The death toll has risen to more than 2,600 as rescuers reach remote mountainous villages. Locals say in some cases entire families have been wiped out, buried beneath the rubble. International search teams have been brought in to help with rescue and recovery efforts. Emergency humanitarian aid is starting to arrive from around the world. Anastasia Palaszczuk has given MPs in her party a seven-week deadline to throw their support behind her or to leave her government. It follows weeks of growing concerns about the future of the Queensland Premier's leadership. However, she says no Cabinet Minister had raised issues with her and that she intends to lead Labor to the next election. It comes as Palaszczuk also revealed she suffered a medical episode requiring hospitalisation in June, but she says she's fine now. It's been reported this morning that the masked assailants who shot dead an underworld figure had been lying in wait for hours before the deadly ambush at a Melbourne cafe. A worker at a nearby business claiming CCTV shows the black Audi parked across the road three hours before Gavin Preston was killed. It's believed police could have crucial clues to figuring out who the masked assassins are thanks to the quick thinking of a resident who found the getaway car on fire and doused the flames with a garden hose. It's thought the salvaged vehicle could provide some crucial DNA evidence. The government's signature $10 billion housing bill is expected to pass the Senate this week after gaining the Greens' support following months of bitter negotiations. Let's go live to Ben Downey in Canberra for the details. Good morning, Ben. How exactly will this bill work? Hey, good morning, Jody. It's a $10 billion investment fund with all the proceeds of that fund pumped directly into building social and affordable housing. And after the government's negotiations with the Greens, a further $3 billion will be spent over the next 12 months alone. 
In practical terms, that's 30,000 roofs over the heads of families in desperate need of homes in the first five years at an estimated cost of half a billion dollars annually, or as building companies put it, turbocharging construction. 4,000 affordable homes will be built for women and children fleeing domestic violence. $100 million will be spent on crisis women's housing, $200 million on Indigenous housing, and $30 million for homeless veterans. What's important here as well is one thing all sides of politics agree on, is the low supply of homes is the key reason why they're so unaffordable. The largest housing investment in more than a decade is expected to put serious downward pressure on prices. Jody, Thanks, Ben. Checking Tuesday's weather now, mostly sunny in Brisbane, heading for a top of 23 degrees. Smoke haze, 21 the top in Sydney. Early frost, then partly cloudy, heading for 19 in Canberra. Cloud clearing, 22 in Melbourne today. Partly cloudy, heading for 18 in Hobart. Sunny and 23 in Adelaide. Partly cloudy, 24 in Perth. And mostly sunny, 36 in Darwin.